What's going on, guys? Hope everyone's doing well. Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. This is episode number 43, and I'm excited to share this conversation I had with Coach Colin. He's a coach for Run Free Training. He's also the head cross-country coach at Basis Flagstaff, which is uh, the school my daughters go to, so they're lucky they got a good coach waiting for them when they get to high school. And uh, Colin's also a graduate from Liberty University. Uh, He had five school records that he set during his time at Liberty, so pretty... Um, amazing collegiate career there and then he was also going back to his high school days he was the Nevada state champion over 800 meters during his senior year and uh, I just love this conversation I have with him we just had a good time together Um, it's fun to hear like his full story we talked about how to train in the heat you can imagine he grew up uh, in Nevada but in uh, Las Vegas <laughs> thanks that was shouldn't have been that hard uh, he grew up in Las Vegas so you can imagine he knows what he's doing when it comes to training in the warmer temperatures which we're all moving into is uh, summer is upon us so some good tips there on heat training we talked about how motivation kind of evolves and changes um, from your high school days to your collegiate days to professional running days and he is now uh, running professionally up here training in Flagstaff Arizona so you could see Colin all all the time such a good dude and uh, i really hope you guys enjoy this conversation and happy training to everyone all right what's going on guys welcome back to the run free podcast i already intro this probably already said that but i'm here with colin our run free coach colin thanks for joining us absolutely thanks for having me all right colin did you know that this is not gonna be a video because he is, you I should did see my his hair, hair for right this. now. It's on point. He's wearing a run free t shirt. I I don't leave the house without my run free t shirt. Thank you very much. Yes, Colin is the run free <laughs> ambassador. <laughs> we should put you as our catalog okay. poster child. Our calendar coming soon. Yes, too? the Colin run free calendar. <laughs> oh, no. Don't let your mind wander. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. My birthday's January, so I'll be on the <laughs> first one. <laughs> okay, we should not have gone. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to cut that out? No, no, no. No editing. No editing on the run free podcast. I violate everything I am about. <laughs> All right. Collect yourself, Colin. All right, Collect we're yourself. good. All right, we're good. So, Colin, I want to hear your story, man. Uh, let's let's hop into. I'm curious how you got started running. Give us the rundown. Ooh. Um, so there was this lake. Uh, I, it was like 15 miles long. <laughs> uh, no, so. Um, I uh, I grew up in middle school, high school in, in Las Vegas, and running is not big there. But luckily, I had a brother um, who did track, uh, and he also did soccer. And I wanted to do everything like he did, um, brother see, brother do. Um, and then um, he stopped doing soccer uh, and picked up cross country. So all of a sudden, oh, got to do cross country track. Uh, I got to my freshman year of high school and I decided to follow in his footsteps uh, and I started um, not not really good at running um, but I started because he did it and I, I, I just loved that he we could do something together and um, on so let me let me interrupt so you guys can't see Colin you maybe you have seen him before but he's like super tall and 
has the most bouncy stride. One of the most bouncy strides <laughs> I've ever seen, but like in a good way, not like he's just like bouncing up and down and not going <laughs> forward. But like he he reminds me of uh, I ran behind uh, highlight Gabriel Slossy. Kind of reminds me of his stride a little bit. Super high on his toes, really bouncy. Makes you feel like going for a run just <laughs> watching him run. So so was your did your brother have the same build and stride? He was he was a little bit bigger. Definitely uh, not bigger. Just like definitely more power oriented um, than me. Um, big quads, big calves, um, and and he had a, he has a similar like uh, yeah upright form. Like his shoulders nice and tall. Um, but um, I get he was about three or four years older than me. Uh, he is three years older than me, and uh, he he was much more developed, much faster. But being a young runner and then having him in his example you know i was able to catch up pretty quick because i he he was uh he was there to chase yeah Yeah. the way um but yeah he he's he we have a lot of similarities in in our form looks and our mom our mom actually coached both of us so we have a family circle going on okay so were your parents runners as well my mom was um fun fact my mom was the um don't remember the year but she was the eighth grade national record holder for the 800 for a couple months whoa for real what's your um back in the popularization of running i think um or before was uh she was around 226 or 224 nice so that's legit it was it was that's cool so do you guys have a video of that uh she probably has a home video of it (laughs) (laughs) somewhere (laughs) but yeah yeah so it kind of runs in the family and then but my dad was a national caliber uh, rower, ah, so wow. uh, athleticism. All right, so you're following your brother into running. Uh-huh. Then what happens? Um, I, I I was decent my freshman year because I was able to chase somebody, um, and then the next couple years they graduated him and his his uh, some of our good teammates, and so um, I was made made team captain. So there was a level of ownership there, but I didn't get all that better just because I was you know just had to run by myself and that was uh you know the time is now you get to experience that but yeah you um you don't you don't get as good when you're not chasing somebody i guess um so so sophomore year is okay to track as well and then junior year um around uh, track season um had a decent decent year of i actually did cross-country wrestling track and then i had a decent year of (coughs) track um, broke my brother's school record in the 800 and um, um, actually one of the most defining moments of my running career was a, a really terrible race at state my junior year um, it's funny thing, looking back at it but my mom like chewed me out because she was my coach she's <laughs> like you had a terrible race you didn't execute the race plan and I was pretty crushed by that um, oh, so what happened in the race um, I, I think I was going in maybe maybe fourth or fifth fastest and um i just i just i think i got out too hard um i don't even rem- i i didn't i didn't finish well that was the main thing like i just died hardcore and, and got passed by two or three other people i ended up getting fifth or so um but just it was just poor running um and that's why she you know she knew I was better than that, and that kind of fueled my entire senior year of high school to um, 
qualify for state in, in cross country wrestling and track and end up winning a, a state title in high school um, in the 800. So that helped rocket me into the next phase of running. Um, Hold on, so let's go back to your mom's little talk after that. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm curious how this went because <laughs> so every coach has their own way they talk to their athletes, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And like, I think ideally, like you catered your athletes yeah. if they need it. They're the kind of athlete that needs a kick in the pants. You give them a kick in the <laughs> yeah. pants. I'm like personally not very good at that. You know, like <laughs> yeah. my style is more like understanding, try to like be with them, comfort them. Yeah, encouragement based. But like honestly, I think some athletes do just like need a kick in the pants. Yeah. You know, so like to yeah. each their own. So what was your mom's like? I'm especially curious about this as like a parent slash coach because totally. that's what I am to my kids. Totally. That's what my dad was to me. Yeah. So how did what was your mom's approach to that talk? Uh, I think there there definitely has to be a, a a level of trust there to to have that type of conversation or talk. Um, you know, I fully trusted what she was doing for me, giving me, and and um, was she like mad at you? She's like, "Come on, get over it." Um, <laughs> I I think I remember that there was a little yelling. Um, really? So <laughs> I think she got, but but the the you know jumping forward, the reality of it is it it worked. But um, yeah, she 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 just told me I I I didn't do what I was told. Like I didn't, didn't execute. And, um, you know, that's what we came in Reno, Nevada is a, a big state. So, um, not a lot of people, but you, you go up to either Reno or Carson city, which is about an eight hour drive. And it's a, well, Reno is a little bit about yeah. altitude. Yeah, it's like four or five, right? Yeah. Compared to Vegas, which I think is low, low threes, but, um, but you know, you go all that way and you, you run two minutes or I don't, I think it was sub two, but, um, so it's got, you want it to go well. And, and as a coach, you know, this is, this is one of your, this is your time. And, and so I guess that was her, she saw that I wasn't focused in and, and mm-hmm. she, she knows me better than anyone else. So she knew at that moment I wasn't dialed in or ready for it. So probably it was, it was the first time I'd been on a little bit bigger stage too. Mm-hmm. So that could have been part of that learning process, but, but I won't forget it because it was such a, like, fuel for the next right. year so so speaking of that one of the things i like to try to get at when i talk to other runners that i find so interesting is like what motivates them mm. so like for you like obviously this fueled your fire yeah. motivated yeah. you for the future but have you like figured out like what it is for you that like is your motivation in running to get better and keep improving um back then was definitely a little bit different than it is now but um at that stage you know being involved with with family like i love that being able to spend time with my brother um you know my mom was a coach i have a fantastic relationship with her and so i always enjoyed that and there was definitely a little bit of a social um uh aspect to it but i think deep down it was uh the competitiveness the the liking to to run well liking to to (laughs) win um but um i i had i always remember like my best relationships came with people on the team or coaches um so that was a big big part of that but i think i think deep down and in in that stage it was like it was like competitiveness Mm -hmm. um and then what about now? How what does it evolve to? Yeah, um, there there always is a level of competitiveness now, but at the same time, um, fully recognizing what I'm given is a is a gift, um, and wanting to maximize my potential. We talk about that a little bit, but um, 
really trying to steward what I've been given and, and want to be the best I can to, to in essence, um, prove to myself, you know, that I, what I, I think I can do and what I believe I've been given uh, and use that to ultimately glorify God and, and be a light. Um, I, think, I think when you're given a gift, you are sometimes simultaneously given a platform to, um, however big that is, I think you have an impact on people and um, it's, it's a good opportunity to um, say, hey, this came from somewhere <laughs> and motivation comes from somewhere. So I think that's always a good opportunity to, to deliver that. So, uh-huh. yeah. so would you say that God motivates you? 100%, yeah. Um, so the, what does that look like in the heat of the battle? Right, you? right. Um, heat of the battle meaning race or day-to-day? Ch- like Both. He, oh, okay. Oh. So I used to, um, I used to like in races be like, God, I need you to give me more strength for this race like right. um, so I can run well. Um, and then it usually never did. Um, so, <laughs> so God, what's wrong? <laughs> I know. I was like, what's wrong? What? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't repent before the race. Um, no. Um, but, uh, I think, I think what I found is like, you know, be just exuding, um, just saying like, Hey God, thanks for this opportunity. Thanks for this gift. I'm going to use it right now. Um, instead of like asking for more, seeing like, Hey, you prepared me for this moment. Um, what's the verse? Um, you prepare the horse for the day mm-hmm. of the battle. Um, and I think I think a lot of that has to do with um, uh, the I'm trying to put words here. Um, I think that that what I talked about er- earlier about being a good steward. Um, you know, you don't always have good races, but at the same time you can still use that and and it's not a failure when you don't run well because you know god can be glorified in wins and losses um one remember specifically not making nationals senior year by point one zero one six and and after that i felt like such a like immediately after i kind of felt like pretty like a failure but at the same time you know i was kind of reminded like like God can still use this. Like there, this is as, as good of an opportunity, even more of an opportunity to like turn around and say, Hey, I'm still, mm-hmm. God's still there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a, that's not an easy pill as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where I feel like you have to kind of swallow what you're feeling yeah. and like let your actions lead your emotions. You totally, know? Totally. It's like, I'm feeling one way, but <laughs> I'm going to act the other way. Yeah. And then, you know, like the motion eventually does follow it. There's such a, it can like split, but it's definitely high emotion. Like you win, you win the race, you're, you're ecstatic, you're yelling or you just lose the race. It's like you go down a hole. <laughs> so, and yeah. You definitely have to control that where you go after that. Right. Have you ever had a moment like this when you were talking? You reminded me of, uh, <clears throat> I remember I ran this race. I was at Stanford. I forget which year I was. Competing in the meet that's like the same weekend as Mount Sac, but it wasn't Mount Sac. It was like Pomona or something like uh-huh. that. And I ran, I forget what it was, but I ran terrible. And uh, my buddies had made this shirt that says, like, I can do all things on the front. And then through Christ, he strengthens me on the back. Okay. And I was wearing this shirt on the cool down and just in the worst mood, right? Just like <laughs> pouting, like super upset, you know? Yeah. And I remember some dude saw me. He's like, he's like, you'll be all right, Ryan, if you can believe your shirt. <laughs> I was like, I should not be wearing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I 
have, you, have you ever had any moments like that where your <laughs> faith just felt like like it not like it wasn't real but like you were like kind of like trying to live it but not really <laughs> hitting it you know what I mean? uh, uh i would have just dig down um you know what it reminds me of was like is like really impatient drivers with like a Christian fish on their <laughs> car, um, but <laughs> I feel like that's what that is. But um, I I don't I always knew we we constantly reminded each other at Liberty um, uh, like the you know the logo the the name on your jersey like that's who we represent like we represent liberty but at the same time we represent the lord and so um i knew that caring caring myself in a way um was important um so i i i pro- I, I guarantee you yeah, I, I just can't think of like that. that yeah it sounds like um it's really helped you your perspective, your faith in terms of competition to compete out of a place of like thankfulness is what I was hearing you yeah. saying, you know, like, yeah. like thankful for the moment, thankful to get to be there. And right. we all know like good things happen when we're thankful. So yeah. I love that. Man, you said a lot of stuff that I want to go back and, <laughs> and visit. So your view of competition. So we uh-huh. talked about your view of motivation and how that's kind of changed. Has your view of competition changed at all? Looking back at your high school self and then now? Um, well, in comparison to those who I was competing against, I was really good. <laughs> now I kind of, kind of uh, have a comparison of David and Goliath. Um, but the motivation to be on a on a really high level is still there, even though I'm 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 a, a small fish in a big pond. Um, so, you know, I believe I can get to that point, but I'm not, I'm not per se winning races right now, which, you know, can be really motivating. Um, I, I'm someone who gets really motivated from numbers, but I know on this scene at this level of competition, you got, you got to win, you got to mm-hmm. be competitive, you got to win stuff. Um, so that kind of, that shift of, I'm not just running for a time, mm-hmm. um, trying to win some races. Yeah. Um, that's, that's been a shift that I, I think I prioritize that over the other for some reason, but, um, yeah, that's kind of been the biggest shift, I think. Okay, cool. That's interesting. I, I always like to like get in other people's minds how they view their comp competitors and yeah. competition in yeah. general and how that might drive them. So I want to go back. So we are sitting here. It's May. I'm not sure when we're going to release this. Okay. What is it? May 14th um, when we're recording this. So we are you know, sitting right on the horizon if you will of summertime Mm. you grew up in las vegas where it's plenty hot (laughs) so can you give like i know for my athletes when i'm prescribing training and we get into these summer months a lot of them are training in like chicago or boston or these hot and humid places yeah so what did you learn about heat training that you can share coming from las vegas yeah it sucks (laughs) (laughs) move (laughs) yeah right (laughs) come up to flagstaff for the summer um I think uh, uh, the consequence of not being disciplined is is going to take a toll on any sort of uh, run or activity you do. Um, I remember just like, oh, I'm going to get some extra sleep or uh, sleep in a little longer and going at 9, 10 in Vegas and it's 90s um, or close to 100 and those runs are miserable and you don't get the, you don't get what you want to get out of the run. So I think it, uh, backtracking, the, one of the most important things is, is being disciplined. Um, 
Discipline to get up. Discipline and, and yeah, if you have to avoid the um, <clears throat> the temps, you know, and you have a job at, at nine or or ten or or you know, I think w most of us have evenings that we like to enjoy. But if if you're not going to enjoy your morning run, if you stay <laughs> enjoy your evening, you know, you have to find what what you value more there. So being able to get up and disciplined in the morning um, to get the work in when the temperatures are better, I think, is my recommendation and what I found works for me. Um, and what I would recommend to, to my athletes and, and other athletes out there. So did you ever head indoors to get on a treadmill? Like, did you have a threshold where you're like, if it's above 100 degrees, I'm out for this. Like, I'll still do my easy run outside, but I'm gonna go indoors for the workout on a treadmill. You know, um, I unfortunately didn't have the luxury of that. So uh, you just do it. <laughs> so it sucks. Did, well, did you notice like an adaption, like from the beginning of summer to say the end of summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a lot tanner. Um, <laughs> you look way better. Your six pack is just blinging. <laughs> yes, and um, the uh, you know I, acclimation is big, whether it's elevation or or temperature. Um, if if I go run in Vegas right now, or um, you know in the summer months. I'll, I'll, won't be as ready for it as when I was then. Um, I'm, I've got beautiful Flagstaff that I've very much acclimated to. Um, so, um, and it, there definitely is an adoption and, and you can, um, you know, if, if it worse comes to worse, you have to run in it. Like you, you can get it done. You, you can get it done. And even though it's not, not as good as you wanted to get, anything is better than not, not getting out the door. Totally. Unless you need to recover. All right, so some real quick questions when it comes to heat training. These mm -hmm. are just like really practical mm -hmm. things. Um, do you shift your hydration at all? Drinking a oh lot? Oh yeah, B electrolytes big time. You're gonna sweat so much more. Um, Favorite electrolyte like drink? I use noon. Calorie uh, free. Calorie free, uh, like one gram of sugar, yeah. I think. Because uh, otherwise it's easy to just pour down a whole bunch of extra calories, yeah, right? That true. You don't even like know yeah. you're doing N it. Noon is, um, is, is like an everdescent, everdescent, oh. Um, little tablet just put in some bottle yeah um so yeah it doesn't add any tastes good Zian. tastes good usually yeah. if you pick the right flavor favorite flavor uh strawberry lemonade oh yeah that's a good one. i think that's a good one yeah i like salted watermelon <laughs> i don't even know if <laughs> make that but in terms of summertime flavors that's my good okay <laughs> i know they have a watermelon but you might have to add your own salt <laughs> in there salt. put some salt in there it's really good. <laughs> all right uh what about paces do you change your paces when you're training above a certain temperature um it uh easy run no just go off how you're feeling um but then for workouts um I think I think it plays into it. Um, I would have to really like see what's prescribed and and what the conditions are going to be to give a, a range that's going to be say try to get threshold success. running. Threshold run, okay. Eight mile threshold. Oh, How many seconds okay. per mile are you adjusting pace? Um, approximately. Generally, even even with threshold, I'll, I'll usually give a, a a little bit of a range. Um, so I might give give. I'm going to be generous. 10 to 20. No, I would say 10 seconds per yeah, mile. That's, that's what I get to for threshold. Okay. I mean, it depends on temperature, right? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. kind of like, if it's over humidity like 85. Too. Yeah, and humidity yeah. really plays into it big time. Poor man's altitude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there are studies that show that, right? Same yeah. thing as altitude. Um, what about like 400s? 
um, if say if you're doing interval work? Um, there I might. I wouldn't change the pace, but the rest might be the, the difference there, um, because you can get away with um, some of that, some of that hitting that those systems in in higher temperatures. Yeah, it's tough, but mm -hmm. I think I think rest would be the more go to okay. than than the, the, the pace. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sunscreen. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but like, there's like the debate right now. It's like, is sunscreen good or bad for you? You know, oh, there's okay. people on both ends yeah. of the spectrum. Like. I'm currently in the like don't put on sunscreen. <laughs> okay, I should make everyone listening to this like sign oh a waiver boy. that you're not gonna like go out and not wear sunscreen and get skin cancer. <laughs> but like, anyways, where where do you fall on the spectrum with sunscreen? Because I do know this. Like, so when I was training in Mammoth Flakes with Dina Castor uh -huh. leading up to, I think it's the Beijing Olympics. Maybe it's London. I think it's Beijing. It's okay. She was just she's a big sunscreen person. Like tons yeah. of sunscreen yeah, all yeah. the time. And she ended up getting a stress fracture, like training for that race, okay. because she like blocked all the vitamin D from coming into her with all the sunscreen she was okay. putting on. So, okay, there is like good and bad to sunscreen. Where yeah. do you did you wear sunscreen when you're training? Uh, no, but that's probably gonna counter counter uh, what I'm about to say. Um, no, I didn't. Um, I I haven't had an issue with. Um, you know, if I get a sunburn, it's gone in a day. I, I definitely not what other people experience, but um, maybe that is interesting. I actually never heard about uh, Dina Castor that that. Um, but I that's how that proves to me that that's a lot of sunscreen. <laughs> but um, I think. Uh, anything in moder anything is good in moderation. So. Right. Um, so maybe like spot sunscreen where you're really sensitive, right. like on your nose, your ears. If you're not wearing a shirt or whatever, your shoulders, right. like, yeah, totally. Right. Um, I, I, but your body's going to be able to absorb that through anywhere getting light, right? right. So, you know, if, if the spots that are they're most susceptible then to that, then absolutely hitting that Yeah. specifically. Okay. I don't have anything against it, though. I think, um, you know, skin cancer is a, is a thing. Is this the first time you've ever been asked about sunscreen? Probably. <laughs> I don't have a definitive statement on on, on uh, sunscreen. You did not come over here expecting <laughs> to be answering questions about sunscreen, did you? That wasn't one of the things I asked before. <laughs> I did not prep them on that. I didn't prep them on any of these questions. You're doing quite well, Thank Colin. You. I'm impressed. All right. <laughs> Off the sunscreen topic. All Let's right. go back to the tricky waters of coaching your kids. Okay. Right? okay. So we both have experience. Do you know anything about that? Uh, only in the off season. Okay. Yeah, when yeah. the kids are in season, they're with Trina and they're in good uh, hands. Right. So okay. <laughs> but the rest, <laughs> the rest of the year, I, I know what it's like. So let's talk about things, tips that you'd give to parents who are coaching their kids based off mm. your own experiences. Mm. Yeah. Um, I actually talked to one to one of my, um, for the high school I coach at, one of the, um, the parents, um, I think, especially in your case, in like off season, be be a motivator. Um, don't don't be a nagger, but be a motivator. Um, if if a kid is going to get out the door, um, and he he's he wants to be he or she wants to be better, sometimes it does. Sometimes it comes from within, but at the same time, sometimes it's like, hey, you said you were going to get out today. 
are you? And then, <laughs> yeah. then, then it's like he accountability. Or she, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And oh, that was one of the biggest things my mom was for me. I always say she was a mom at, at track and a coach at home. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I have her to thank to say, hey, I had somebody who motivated me on those weekends to get out the door. So um, yeah, motivation over nagging, um, I think is is important. But absolutely, just you know, bring it up or or say something because. Sometimes accountability is, is what's going to help um, student have a good year or good coming off summer training. Right, so, right. Yeah. so I think a lot of that comes back to like knowing your kid too, mm -hmm. right? And like yeah. what does motivate them, what <laughs> yeah. does get them going, you yeah. know? Yeah, who, uh, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, um, we'll get you a bike or at the end of the summer if you run or just maybe some sort of reward to, to incentivize that do you um, mind is candy yeah well, <laughs> that would work for me <laughs> it's like it's like conditioning a response you want right? oh yeah it's like you want candy that's fine go run <laughs> 15 miles <laughs> you can have a candy bar <laughs> you gotta work for your candy <laughs> no i'm just joking not 15 miles but we do do that you know because yeah. it's actually you know we talk about run free training how it's okay to have candy after yeah. workouts actually like good for you mm -hmm. so i'll use that with my kids all the time okay. it's like if you want some candy that's fine but like you know you're gonna have to work for it and yeah. it doesn't it can be jumping on the trampoline right in this case it could be running yeah you know? and then i have seen nothing wrong with incentives um you know <laughs> Sometimes, hopefully, the uh, candy doesn't become the ultimate motivation. <laughs> being better is hopefully the initial, but Whatever it can work. Going. It can work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I want to, you know, I'm going almost for half an hour. We have not even gotten through your <laughs> high school story yet. So I want to. I know you did mention winning that state title. Mm -hmm. Take us through that race. What was it like? Oh, so I was. Um, I w it was like a, a, a dream season. I I was undefeated. Um, I had won um, my season opener in 154. I won the Arcadia Invitational in Arcadia? Open Arcadia. Oh, wow, that's yeah, a big one. Open, not the Invitational Still section. Well. Um, but I won won that. Um, so that was um, what got me on, you know, eyes of colleges. Right. But um, leading into that year. Nobody had ran within two seconds or so, and so one of the meets going into it, it was the Skyhawk Invitational, and my mom told me, um, you know, I'd, the uh, I want you to to run through 600 with the pack and blow the doors off at at 200 to go, and um, reason being is we want to show our dominance, like getting people's heads kind of early on, and um, the the f the funny thing is like the announcers were like oh colin schultz coming off arcadia she's gonna break the record and <laughs> we're thinking oh probably not gonna ride super fast today um but just like um so super controlled actually was a little too antsy i actually went at like 600 because we were just going everyone was waiting for me to do something right. anyway so i ran that one and 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 had a really good finish oh, and you went 600 because i thought the plan was to go at 600. sorry i'm at like 400 oh, like maybe even um Maybe even when at like 350, like to go. Yeah, it was it was too early. It wasn't too early. It, it worked out. But um, the purpose of that again was just to like be like, hey, we're we're not. It didn't come to play. Yeah. Um, and state played out pretty much how we wanted it to. Um, the uh, there was a guy named Nick Overton, and um, he he was 
somebody to look out for, another guy named Jackson Carter, two guys that had decent, that probably second and third best times coming into the, to, to everything. And um, they kind of contested me for about uh, 400, 500 meters. And um, these guys were really good, but I knew I knew I had I had that extra couple gears ready. And um, he actually was pushing pretty hard on the backstretch, which surprised me like, oh, they want it too. Um, and then coming out about 200 to go, I just kind of had that extra gear. Um, and then that was one of the interesting things of like, we had our eyes on it the whole se season. It was one of the, other than Arcadia, it was one of our big goals to get. And the, usually emotion we talked about, like you, there's two pathways, hits you when you finish across the line. Right. It kind of hit me like 25, 50 meters out of like, I'm about to win state. <laughs> <And he passed laughs> <out. laughs> yeah, right before the line. Um, but, um, just like this like m feeling of like like we we did i, I shouldn't have thought this right before the line but <laughs> i was like we did it we got it and uh and uh ended up getting it by um that kind of the three or four, three seconds, three oh, four yeah. seconds so it was it was a it was a hand hand like like it was a pretty big win but uh, i just was like just setting out i tell this to my my, my kids that i coach like like setting out setting a goal to be in the season and then achieving it is like one of the best yeah, feelings totally. um, um if it's a reasonable yeah. but yeah it's, and, uh, it's awesome as you're talking about that that experience of like whatever 25 50 meters ago and realizing <laughs> you're gonna do, i can remember the same exact moments in california state meet two mile yeah. with like 200 meters to go and being like i'm gonna win you know <laughs> like, this is like yeah. you're right it is yeah. such a good feeling right when you set a goal yeah and then you're actually living out that goal because yeah. it doesn't always happen right oh, <laughs> that's right. what right. makes it oh, so yeah. special is when it actually does happen it's like whoa like i can't <laughs> believe this is actually happening. right yeah yeah or the the amount of goals that you do set and don't accomplish right. makes the ones that are so right that are accomplished so much better right which is a great perspective to have when you're in those moments where you're not accomplishing what you set out to accomplish totally. to remind yourself like this is going to make those moments where you actually do hit it like even more sweet even more they will come yes exactly <laughs> uh, that's cool so then you win the state meet what, mm -hmm. what ended up being your uh, personal best at 800 meters in high school 15277 nice, nice okay that's good Probably never. Well, our, I guess Arcadia might have been good conditions, but if you're racing, if you're racing in uh, Nevada in the spring, it's probably already <laughs> getting pretty toasty for you guys, huh? Yeah, we th were thankfully in the evening, so oh, it was nice. good conditions. But yeah, when Arcadia was sunny, seventy, no yeah. wind, yeah. <laughs> what do you can't beat that? So, yeah. Oh yeah. man, my my Arcadia Invitational memories. Number one, thirty-two. Uh, no, I ran the mile oh. my senior year against Alan Webb. Oh, okay. And we were both trying to break four. We were actually just talking about this on the podcast the other day. My memory of that was, so it's on TV, right? Like okay. The Invitational, like, and Alan's coming out, so it turned right. into this huge deal. But I, I, after the race, I looked down, and my split shorts, you know, running split shorts are... Is uh, it's caught up in my liner of my short, uh -huh. so it looks like I'm wearing a diaper the whole race. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. Like, like all my like, I forget what it was. ESPN two or something. That was like your that. moment. <laughs> you were wearing a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and I got torched by Alan over the last 400 meters. So, like, not Ooh. only did I get, like, my doors blown off, but then I had also a severe, like, style 
<laughs> malfunction out there. Oh man. So yeah, got right some Arcadia memories for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, you you finish up your high school career, and I like to ask this question because I think a lot of some of the people who listen to this podcast are youth uh-huh. in high school. Mm-hmm gonna have to decide where they're going to school how did you pick liberty what was that process like for you um the uh, my mom was really good about trying to get the motivating that process too um we (laughs) one thing i actually thought was really funny i watched the i think it was the 2010 is 2010 or or maybe it was the 2012. I know it was in 2011 because that was when Robbie Andrews had the amazing race. But um, the uh, I looked at all the schools that were in the 800 meter final. I was like, I want to look at there, 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 there. Done the list. Ironically, I didn't end up looking at any of those schools. But um, later on, but I think um, we we had this binder and you know we were like okay what are our, what's important to us um do they have my major do they have uh, uh, a track program um i think location played into it finance certainly played into it um and we had that little binder and we had you know a checklist of like have we contacted the school do they have what we want um not in that order um and then um you know i think the next steps and then and then we started to dial it down dial it down into um uh, it was schools that I was like looking at was um, Oregon, NAU, and actually Liberty. Um, um, and the, um, the things fizzled out on the other two pretty quickly. Um, and I actually had pretty good communication with the coaches at Liberty. And I think that's always a really good indicator for people looking into college. Like, what what is the what are the coaches' interest level like? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a big indicator as to if they <laughs> kind of want you or not. Not every school is going to be great at communication too, so that's not always the, the case. Um, but um, certainly that's a good thing to be looking for. Um, and then um, Liberty was found kind of because my dad was, um, was his um, uh, influence on me was like, hey, I want you to be try to be get a Christian education and be in a Christian atmosphere. And um, look, the track team's pretty good too. <laughs> and and so that, you know, uh, something that he's uh, injected into me in terms of, you know, values and, and um, that was something he was motivating me towards. And, and, you know, at first I was like, no, I like, I like what NAU has, I like what Oregon has, you know. Um, and, and what came to be was like their, their level of interest too. And, and um, they had everything, they checked the boxes and, um, and actually, you know, they they flew me out for a visit, which um, was a was a really fun thing. And and you know, communication at that point was like, well, are you interested or not? Yeah, <laughs> and here's right. here's the deal. And then, and again, not that not colleges won't always have money, or they won't have you know the 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 opportunity to take care of you. But the thing that is real, I'm learning now is what's really important is um, if if your priority is getting an education, then then that needs to be the number one thing you're looking for. If if you say I want to be the best runner, I want to be um, and, and get a, an education as well. It, it sounds funny to, to to parents, I feel like, um, but you know, there's certainly a phase in your life where you have this uh, gift, you have a, an ability, and so use it. And and um, you know, 
I'm learning a lot about the NAU program too. It's like these kids are are highly um, talented, and and you know they are going they're going all in on running. And not to say education isn't right. there, but but when you put all your count, your chips in, like you you're gonna be you're gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Especially when you put yourself in that kind of community, like yeah. NAU has here, for example. It's Absolutely. Like you can almost like not help, but. Yeah. If you're gonna rise to the occasion, you're gonna rise to the occasion, right? Yeah, and there's so many. There are so many uh, schools l- like that where they're gonna have the culture, gonna have the coaching. Um, now I would say, just use that example because they're here. But there are pe- there are programs and <clears throat> teams that can can help you along with that, uh, how you would need it. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of comes down to your journey and where you end up. Um, but when I <coughs> visited Liberty, you know, again, the, the, the culture was there, the, the team was there. I really enjoyed the coaches um, when I was there, and um, that was a, a big influence in that, too. So. Yeah, and they have beautiful, I was just out at Liberty giving yeah. a talk uh, last, what was it, last year sometime, mm-hmm. and yeah, man, their indoor track is spectacular. <laughs> yeah. They have some yeah. amazing the, it's changed uh, immensely since I was there. But yeah, it, w- from when I left, it was like, this is a place to be. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. blown away by their facilities. And, yeah. you know, I went to Stanford. And right, right. Like, looking at their stuff, <clears throat> I was like, wow, man. Yeah. Got some, I can see why they'd be drawing kids there. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a continuing, like, up-and-coming program. They've sure. already had some studs who oh, rolled yeah. through there. Oh, yeah. So uh, what was your experience like at Liberty? Um, the... Um, to sum it up, uh, five years. I'm um, just kidding. Uh, I think twenty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> I got my bachelor's, my master's, three other. Um, so I, I, I actually, um, I valued running um, very highly, um, and that was a little bit to my detriment because my freshman year was like. I care about running and classes right. and whatever, right. and that was, that was my GPA, my my um, attitude towards towards um, academia definitely um, negatively influenced me there. So I think that's, that was a lesson I learned quickly um, that I'm not just there for running. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I I had about um, I went in with the sprint coach, um, and we. We, we clicked in terms of um, personalities, but I think the training was, was not what I needed. Um, and then the next year, um, we had another coach um, who, um, <clears throat> who was kind of like this, this other side of the spectrum of like um, lo- longer distance training. And I, again, I was 800 meter runner going into college, so I'd assumed I was gonna be 800 meter yeah, in yeah. college. So, um, I went to the cross country coach and I wanted to get trained by him as well. And um, uh, that was too far the other end of the spectrum. And I, I had a stress fracture in my freshman year from overuse. And um, and I didn't really pick up, I like to say, I didn't get a lot of traction those first couple of years. So like I wasn't performing well, um, classes weren't awesome. And the biggest thing was, <clears throat> I think I was just trying to take ownership of my life like um like i ended up switching majors i um 
you know, went through injuries and, and had a bunch of relationship shifts in terms of friendships and stuff like that. And um, it was it was a first it was tough. For like I was like thinking about transferring. I think I think the, the tough thing was, you know, things didn't go as well as I wanted them mm -hmm. to. But I think God used that in a greater way than if it, I got it my way. Um, you know, I, he improved my character. I learned so many valuable lessons of what works for me, what doesn't. Um, I, I did a little bit better in school <laughs> my junior, senior year. And um, I actually had um, a several other coaches throughout my career. So I, I juggled a few um, coaches in, in college. But um, my junior year, um, my um i don't can't remember which coach he's like he kind of started pushing me towards um uh like running a 1500 or our teammates i can't remember who it was um and um, my first 1500 it was like a dual meet almost like in college and um a couple other teammates were joking on the uh warm-up like oh i'm gonna run sub four like i was like oh man i just kind of like that sounds good to me um <clears throat> and i because i had no i had never run a 15 like i might have run one at this point but um my experience level of it was super limited and um went out there and just hung with the pack for um two and a half laps or so and then last lap came up and just started hammering and it was like oh i've got something in me yeah. and sort of passing people and, and it just kind of like that instance made me like really enjoy racing just because I had like hit a wall so much in the 800 and like getting this new sense of like oh I'm I'm kind of good at this um bugs and flags that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. um and I think um that that sparked something in and I ran like 354 for the 1500 and it was like surpassed expectations and had a good race and like that was like a little bit of a uh like motivation like oh man like i'm i'm good at this again mm -hmm. after like a couple of years of struggling and um and then i doubled at conference and had a pretty good conference appearance um for the first time and um and then um my senior year came along and um i didn't ever do cross country until my fifth year um but um uh, indoor and and um indoor went well um, my, my senior year and my coach at the time who was there for a year and a half of my last, he was like over spring break, he's like, Hey, you know, you have another year of potential eligibility if we do, cause I had, I had redshirted my freshman or sorry, my sophomore outdoor indoor. And, um, he's like, if we redshirt this, you'll have a whole year. Um, and at the time it was actually this pretty crazy, uh, crossroads because, um, I, I studied youth ministries and my church back home in Vegas had told me that they want me to come back after that, after graduating and, and be the middle school youth pastor. And so I had a job lined up. So this idea of pushing it off for another year was kind of a big deal. Um, and um, so that at the time, you know, working through this, like, and then, and then the funny thing was that we have a race at the end of spring break and so this decision basically they had presented it in less than a week to like needing the answer right, in a week. Right so uh and that was a big deal and so it's something i really had to um to pray through but thankfully at the time my um pastors of the church said 
a year is not a big deal. Like we can wait for you a year. So it was like, okay, awesome. Um, I think that that decision comes down later the road, but that's later in the story. Um, but ended up redshirting that outdoor and coming back for a fifth year. And I didn't take any, like, I didn't see that redshirt as like a break or like I was going to be as good as I could be. I ended up PRing a red, in that sh uh, redshirt, ran a 345, uh, 345 um, at a home track. It was so fun. And then came around, I actually ran cross country for the first time, oh, which was a blast. Uh, <laughs> um, and really enjoyed the, 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 the pressures off me. I'm here with my guys, my team being a leader to help help them enjoy it and, and get the best out of them um, um that was that was a lot of fun i'm not an 8k runner um and then indoor came around i i had some success there um uh and then i didn't um i think yeah and then Outdoor was like what we were ultimately focused on, and even though indoor we, we, we really enjoyed it, we have a meet called IC4As, it's at Boston, and Boston's the fast track, yeah, yeah, and the one yeah, you get to like, yeah. in the atmosphere and everything is always there too, so um, I think that was the, something I really enjoyed um, too, but when it came to outdoor, we had our plans on, um, you know, trying to make nationals, trying to get the school record, and, and a couple of those, um, you know, conference uh, goals too, and um, the what what I kind of you know through a lot of years of of struggling um I had I had it was so funny I emailed my my freshman year I emailed my coach what I was going to run each year of college <laughs> like time wise uh -huh. so foolish you had um, it all mapped out yeah 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 <laughs> and it college was nothing like I right. I imagined and and I'm I'm thankful for it because it, it it helped me realize and, and know and, and develop me into the man I am today. But but that was hard. And the we we touched on this um, coming into to those last couple races conference. I I got second to a guy to a mom um, Kim boy who's killing it right now. Um, he uh, he ran 3:39 at conference, which is absurd. <laughs> and I broke the school record at, at conference and got second, which was like best I'd ever done. So it was really exciting. And um, and then we were getting amped up to like, okay, um, really um, get our nationals. But before that, I think one important piece is um, I had I had you know not PR in the 800 for years and. One of the most awesome things was to be able to, I ran a 2.2 second PR in the oh, 800 nice. my senior year. And it was like, it was like, again, so many years of drought and drought, drought and then God was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like that moment of crossing the line and seeing the clock, like, holy smokes, yeah, that was worth everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and then nationals came around and, um, had a good good prelim and then just missed the final uh just missed going nationals but um you know th even that like that's that i related that to my junior year of high school like this was like man that's gonna put a fire underneath me more maybe more than going to nationals will like um you know i, I that that percentage to me like flashes in my head when i have like a uh, an off day or like not motivated it's like 0.16 <laughs> <laughs> don't let it be the 0.16 yeah. so um you know those those are like things that really kind of stood out along the way and and kind of helped me 
to the runner item. Yeah. No. Oh, that's cool. Man. So uh, what would you end up running for that school record? What was your time? I held the the 800 one for about two weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was 148.9. Nice. And then the 15 was uh, 343.4. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're in Flagstaff. Uh-huh. You're trained in here. You're living here. Mm-hmm. What is life like now? Uh that intensified just kidding um <laughs> i we've we've uh we moved to flags i moved to flag we i see a lot of plurals uh <laughs> i feel like you're more than one person <laughs> <sometimes>. <laughs> just me myself and i um no um i moved to flagstaff because um i knew that because my college experience wasn't exact it wasn't um didn't I didn't feel like my potential was fulfilled so I felt like I could do it even though everything wasn't didn't look like typical college like pro runner um post-college um and so um came to Flagstaff because the 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 place was the place the the people here are, are high level and so I wanted to put myself amongst in that environment and in that place and I think um that inevitably doesn't create success, but it helps spur it on. And I definitely think it has to, uh, it has to be so internal, but um, you know, those factors help in, in it. And um, so we're here and, um, you know, doubling down on, on this next Olympic cycle, um, focusing on, on, on things that I can control and, and getting better at uh, routine, like go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, do mobility when I need it, run at the certain time and, and like, um, and obviously nutrition is a big part of the hydration and, and getting that regimen in so that I can create the habits and, and have the routine I need to m- help me get to the next level. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So speaking of that, let's go back. Let's talk to, you know, since you like to refer to yourself as more than one person, <laughs> let's, let's, talk <laughs> <Not crazy. laughs> let's, let's talk to former Colin, okay. Colin, who's okay. just getting into running. Yeah. I want you to give yourself some tips yeah. in each one of our categories yeah. of our holistic approach to training, all right? Yeah. So let's start with the training mm-hmm. uh, leg aspect. What do we call it? Finger. 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 So the training finger. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and talk to Colin getting into it, what would you say about training that you've learned that's been super helpful yeah. over the years? Um, buy-in. Buy-in is probably the most important um, because if your coach has any salt, they will have confidence in what they're delivering. And so buy in. Totally. I love yeah. that. That's cool. I talk to my athletes about that a lot. Yeah. Like it's, it's almost more important that you believe what you're doing <laughs> than what you're actually doing, you know? Like yeah. you, I see this in Africa especially. It's yeah. like sometimes I look at like their training – and like some of the best runners in the world in Ethiopia, they're not going for cool downs. <laughs> like how does your coach like not know about cool downs? Right? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like talk about bought in, like they mm, believe like, hey, right. if I train in this group, I train with this coach, yeah. I train with these athletes, like yeah. I'm gonna run at a world-class level and they do, yeah. you know? It doesn't matter that they're not cooling down. There's something about like, you know, a lot of times if, if, you, if you don't, if you finish a season, you're like, oh, I could have done this. Or I could have done that. Like, rarely do you finish a season. I, I did everything. It was my coach's fault. <laughs> it's kind of funny how, that, how it ends up like that. But It's good for the coaches. Yeah. You know, I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> Never my fault. Yeah. 
<laughs> and always pin it on the athlete. <laughs> That's actually something uh, that I've taken from being an athlete and now mm. moving into the coaching space where I'm like, I will never do that. Yeah. I've, I've had coaches who've done that before. Mm -hmm. And it, to me, like, it feels like a really it's really easy for coaches to cop out of responsibility, right? Right, to be like, yeah. Like, I can identify all these things you did wrong <laughs> without, like, realizing that, well, maybe we could have changed the training slightly mm -hmm. and things could have worked out a lot differently. Totally. Yeah. Maybe the coach could have helped you get those yeah. things right that they're saying you didn't do right. Yeah, you know, so. absolutely. I, 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 that's a, like, it, coaches make mistakes. Coaches learn. Coaches yeah. can can help guide you in, in, in your, a lot of times, you know, no one's perfected the process. So, um, you know, I, what I'm thinking with Jared Cornfield, my coach, um, there was one instance where we were going to do a, a K time trial up here in the dome. And uh, I, I went out so hard. <laughs> he told me to kind of get out hard, and I did. Um, <laughs> did he give you a time to hit? We wanted to... Oh, gosh. Um... I think we wanted to hit 230, as crazy as that sounds, at altitude. Um, and I went out in a 54. Don't tell me the rest. I want to try and guess what your last 400 meters was. I'm going to go with <laughs> 70. <laughs> I think it was slower, probably. It was slower than 70? We blew up. I, blew, I said we I blew up. Me and little Colin, we blew up <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, anyways, <laughs> the reason they say that is because, um, you know, the, the instruction was given in, in the instance what like, he sat down, he's like, man, I, that was my fault. Like, I, I, we shouldn't have done that. That was probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> and that was probably one of the only instances I've ever had a coach uh -huh. admit a mistake right. to me. And, and that was a good learning point, too, of like, Okay, they they're learning too. They're yeah. they're not they're not perfect. So and that means a lot to athletes. I've had that happen to me too. Mm -hmm. I remember Terrence one time. He prescribed a workout for us to do, and like we all like our whole team just blew up like that, you <laughs> yeah. know. And yeah. I remember he sat down and he was talking to all of us and apologizing for giving us that workout. Mm -hmm. And it really like touched me that yeah. he had the humility to yeah. do that. And I didn't like re lose respect for him. I'm oh, like, no. oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, what am right. I doing? It wasn't like that at all. Like it increased my respect for right. him. So I think important for coaches to remember like it's okay yeah. to like yeah. come low and be like i don't know man i think i might have screwed that one mm. up and mm. apologize to athletes yeah. yeah yeah that's a really good point um all right cool nutrition what would you tell little colin about nutrition you eat too much sugar <laughs> 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 yes, that is, that's a good one for most people, <laughs> to little kids anyways. All right, so maybe not to little kids. <laughs> let's reframe I would say that day. <laughs> Last week, Colin. <laughs> two weeks ago, Colin. Three years ago, Colin. Five minutes ago. <laughs> um, no, I guess in the sense of um, uh, um, moderation. I, I, I learned that over and over and over. Um because I indulge <laughs> in, in, you know, I do such a good job for a week and then I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta treat myself and I just, it's too much. So um, I learned, like, I learned it's okay to eat ice cream at the end of the day or, or, you know, because what you're doing is you're, 
you're kind of like preemptively like if your body's asking for that right. like really sweet like you might need to eat more but i think you have mentioned something like that but but um you know it's okay to have those things to 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 um feed that sense mm-hmm. um you know ultimately they're like hey you you know you maybe you lean out at a certain point or you're getting closer but um really i think it's really important to not not deprive yourself of what mm-hmm. you, your senses are right. can tell you. Because eventually you're gonna fall off the wagon, Absolutely. and then you're gonna really fall. <laughs> yeah, off yeah. Set yourself way, way back, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Moderation. That's yeah. one I'm terrible at personally, so I'm not gonna make any comments <laughs> on that. I'm just gonna let you throw that out there to people. <laughs> I'm going to point fingers. So. All right, let's uh, let's go into the one percent. So this mm. is like weights, mm. uh, self massage, ice baths, yeah. like all those things that we do that are little things that make a big difference. Um, the uh, the little things, quote unquote, are as important as the big things, quote unquote. Um, so the little things are the big things. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Um, because so many athletes think like, oh, I ran eight miles, like I got better today. Um, no, you you slept nine hours. That's what you got better today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I held that view for so long. And I, and I learned like, man, what I'm getting in my body in that post-workout window, um, if, I'm, if I'm rolling and, and using a massage tool, uh, after my workouts within a window or am I am I sleeping well am I you know I think those you know the yeah those those little things are just like are getting seem like they they're just viewed in a way that's like those are ex- external right. like you don't have to do this yeah like optional they're optional yeah. yeah whereas if 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 you want to be if you want to be the best you can, if you want to be good, if you want to be better than you used to be, they're as important as the running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you're planning out your day and you say, oh, I've got an hour to run um, and that's all, I, that's what I need. Like you should probably plan an hour and a half because you should probably be warming up before, right. do the run and have, you know, and have that 15 minutes to, to get what you need in your body. And, and All right, so how about the internal game? internal game yeah um we touched on that a little bit but the <clears throat> the thankfulness or the um the the dedicating yourself to um to the lord i think when you're you, you're using that gift um you're you're worshiping god so so um I, so often i've found myself like you can you use running as like an opportunity to spend time with God or um, or your um, you know time to think or I, and so if I would look back and you know tell somebody it's like this is probably going to be one of the most influential <clears throat> uh, parts of your walk with God, mm-hmm. my journey with God, because he's going to, he's going to use that m- more than uh, something else. But like, yeah, it's yeah. like the connection with God that uh, you're building yeah. through the actual running. The disconnection is the connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a, it's such a, um, you know, it, 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 
it is so influential for me. It's so intertwined with my, my faith and my running just because it's their opportunities to, to, to spend with God and to, to be with him in those moments. So, um, like I would hadn't have never known that if I, when I first start, started going to running. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, and it's cool to have something like that where it makes it all worth it regardless yeah. of what the performance outcome yeah. is, you know? Yeah. You're like for that alone, <laughs> that time alone, that connection time yeah. with God, like that de-stress time, like right. it's all worth it just for that. Cool. That's a good one. Uh, and then uh, rest and recovery. What's been rest. the biggest thing you've learned in that category? Um, could be sleep, could be recovery. Yeah. Uh, some some of the stuff actually was really helpful that you guys mentioned. Um, you and not you guys, <laughs> you right? I'm more than one now. <laughs> <laughs> I can see myself right now. My other self. <laughs> Colin is uh, passing on his <laughs> multiple identity <laughs> disorder. <laughs> I didn't know it's as. Uh, <laughs> it must be fun to be you, Colin. You're never alone, are you? No. <laughs> I didn't know it was contagious. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about rest and recovery. Here. Something you learned from us, as in me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're killing me. Um, I think um, you guys have uh, a big part of um, setting yourself up for the night by avoiding screens. Um, uh, I think we, talk, uh, we talked about this. Um, I no longer uh, have my phone in my be bedroom. Nice. Um, I would charge it outside, I, and I went out and bought a digital alarm clock, nice. um, which set you way back, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke, um, <laughs> and uh, it was it was huge because I didn't find myself scrolling at twelve thirty one. Yeah. I'm not even going to exaggerate two, um, and I think you, you just get caught in this hole, totally. and and things like they they escalate, and so like I'm now avoiding those. Cause that, 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 that snowball can snowball and, um, you know, that could, that could make you have a terrible run in two days, which could something could flare up because of that. So, so avoiding that and, and getting consistent sleep with, with removing my screens from my room is, is been the biggest part of that. And, and what I was referring to what you taught me is like just the removal of the of the screens like in 30 minutes an hour before has has really helped in that yeah totally and the hard one to do so I commend you for actually <laughs> doing that <laughs> yeah. a podcast I listen to plugging a podcast on a podcast um <laughs> Jefferson Bethke and um John Mark I think um talked about um pace and they it's in their book um it's called uh his book it's called the hell with hustle and just talking about like um the culture of like busyness and and one of them was um it talked a little bit about that like yeah where how you can disconnect and, and how that's gonna help your your perspective so totally love it all right last question for you and this is one i love to ask athletes because I don't know. I'm kind of like mildly obsessed with pain. <laughs> you, you, your, your quote, the uh, uh, um, professional pain manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's I'm good. still doing that every day. I can't help it. <laughs> can't help it. Back, I'm kind of punching myself right now. <laughs> no. Um, so let's go into Colin's pain house. All right. Kay. The moment where you are like suffering the most could mm. be race, could be training. Mm. 
What is going through your mind? How have you successfully navigated those moments? That's deep. Still figuring it out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go run a mile real quick and I'll see what happens. Um, uh, when you were running that thousand meter time trial and you came through that 454. <laughs> there was no coming back after that. There are certain paint houses you cannot get yourself <laughs> yes. out of. Um, I, I don't necessarily have a overtly like religious like or, or faith like answer. Um, you, know, you know, I think, you know, there's stuff like, you know, Jesus suffered on the cross. Like I can suffer for that. Like yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think some some people definitely have that like view, and, and that's that's incredible. But um, I think I think I'm such a I'm an encourager to other people, and so um, for me it starts internally. So when I'm suffering, like I the self talk of like encouraging, like you're doing great, bud. Like uh, yeah, keep yeah. keep like. Um, you have a mantra you tell yourself. Um, oh, your mantras are so good. Um, well, I mean, you kind of just mentioned one, like like you're doing great, buddy. Yeah, like that's a that's a good mantra. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, but um, I, my mom asked in high school, like, oh, we're gonna do mantras. Like, <laughs> she was expecting probably something better than this. She's like, Colin, what's yours? I was like, freaking run. <laughs> <laughs> and and so um, I think simple is sometimes better when it comes to mantras. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just because like you're like um you know bible verses are great but you know in, in that long. moment in that <laughs> moment i i just need to say like like double down like yeah. hurt i think um jesus wept that's jesus. the only one you have <laughs> i'm gonna weep after this um no the, the i think that, that i just like i i so hard try to to talk myself into it like like it's okay to be like you're doing great keep uh, just simple stuff like that yeah, yeah. and, and positive self talk yeah, yeah yeah that's probably the the my go to yeah that. nice yeah that's simple. cool <laughs> nice i love it <laughs> cool well thank you colin this has been really fun man uh, i know our runners are loving working with you and will love hearing your story in this podcast and uh if anyone wants to be coached by his other collins his other forms of himself just <laughs> call him the athlete you want to call him the coach <laughs> just yeah. specify which column you mm -hmm. want to work with when you reach out <laughs> no but seriously man wish you all the best this coming olympic year it's crazy that's in 2021 hopefully it does go down i'm sure well but yeah yeah all the best man thanks Thank for you. thanks for joining us thanks for having me and listening to me for so long <laughs> <laughs> all right guys till next time happy training